the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You better have a backbone for about what we're about to face here in the state of Colorado. Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn on Backbone Radio, founded by John Andrews, who founded the Centennial Institute and the Western Conservative Summit, which I help lead right now. So it is a great privilege and honor to be filling in for John An- or for Matt Dunn on the creation of a program by John Andrews. But the whole vision is about having a backbone and being strong about this. Here we go, Colorado Public Radio, 10.48 p.m. on Friday. So this really hasn't even made it past a week. It was introduced very late in the afternoon. Democrats introduced an assault weapons ban at the Colorado State House. Late Friday, a move which is sure to inflame the legislature and potentially push away some in the party who have expressed reservations about whether the state could enforce such a ban. House Bill 1230, which was assigned to the House Judiciary Committee, where several of the co-sponsors serve, including the bill's main sponsors, Democrat Representative Elizabeth Epps. Let me just read you here and why this is going to be important to you. You violate this. In the next two years, you're going to pay $1,000 per per violation, $1,000 civil penalty. After that, it's a $5,000 fine for each violation. If you own a gun show or a gun shop or gun show, you violate this in the next two years, $250,000 fine. After that, a $500,000 fine for each subsequent violation. So what does this do? Well, I have the bill here. Bottom line, what this does is it takes away guns from law-abiding people and only allows the government to have them. That doesn't sound like a problem at all. Let me explain to you. Let me give you a perfect example of my own personal life of how this is going to try to solve a little problem and make life worse for everybody else. Okay? So this bill says that we have a serious problem with gun violence in this country. Between 2009 and 2020, This is line six on page three, the five deadliest mass shooting incidences in the United States, all involved the use of assault weapons or high capacity magazines. These mass shootings occurred in Las Vegas, Nevada, Orlando, Florida, Newton, Newtown, Connecticut, Sutherland Springs, Texas and El Paso, Texas. Colorado has been the location of several mass shootings perpetrated with an assault weapon, including Columbine High School, Colorado Springs Planned Parenthood, Aurora Century 16th Theater, Colorado Springs, Halloween Eve, Boulder, King Supers, and the Colorado Springs Club Q shootings. And they essentially blame assault weapons for these, okay? Not the people that are doing them. There's almost nothing. There's, in fact, there is nothing in this bill that has anything to do with addressing the reason why people perpetrate mass shootings. It, it says the guns are the problem. And we've got to deal with these guns. And they say that if we don't have these guns, we're not going to have the mass violence that we have in the state. Okay? So 
The challenge they have is they need to define what an assault weapon is. This is their language. I'm getting text here that says we shouldn't use the word weapons. But that's their language, so I'm just reading the bill here. Assault weapons are uniquely lethal due to tactical features that are designed for the battlefield in order to injure or kill large numbers of people quickly and efficiently. I I mean... Okay. If you believe the only reason we have the Second Amendment, if you somehow failed your education, your civic education, you believe there's only two reasons we have the Second Amendment. One is for personal defense while you're walking to your car. And the second is for hunting. And you hear this all the time from Joe Biden. Why do we need a, quote, assault weapon to go hunting for deer, okay? If that's all you believe, then this bill makes sense. Because why do why do people need to have big, scary guns? But if you actually understand and have read any Supreme Court decision, including the Heller decision, as to why we have big, scary guns, is because we believe that a well-armed citizenry is absolutely essential to the protection of liberty from tyranny. Okay, we are a nation that was born out of a fight. We had a fight with the English. And it was not little guns versus little guns. It was big guns in a war against big guns in a war. That is why we have the second Amendment, because we are smart enough to recognize that government gets very big, and when they tend to get very big, there tends to be tyranny, and you must have a well-armed citizenry to protect against tyranny. That is why we have the Second Amendment. All right, so the entire philosophical foundation for this bill is wrong. It is a poorly educated, reasoned bill. Okay, so we have these problems. We're going to go after it. We need to get rid of the guns. All right, they talk about how there could be worse damage as a result of these bullets, that they travel way faster. The typical assault weapon bullet leaves the barrel of the gun three times faster than a typical handgun bullet. Well, yeah, if all you think Second Amendment 4 is to defend yourself to walk to a car, why do you need a really fast bullet? But if you believe a well-armed citizenry is important to the deflection of tyranny, well, then we need fast bullets. The high velocity of the typical assault weapon bullet damages and destroys tissues as it travels through the body. So it, it it's bad. It's bad. So they look at this analysis. An analysis of mass shootings between 2009 and 2018 shows that in shootings when assault weapons were used six times, as many people were shot compared to those without assault weapons. So this is their reasoning, page four for this bill. It's a 13-page bill. It's not that long, and I recommend that you go read it, but this is kind of where they go. And then they make these kind of blanket statements without any actual footnotes. And as someone who works in education, please at least cite something. Line 22, research, research shows that banning assault weapons leads to a drop in mass shootings and gun massacres. I really think that gun-free zones are not good places to be. So I'm not sure how banning 
assault weapons leads to a drop in mass shootings. It seems like when we did that, we left all these people undefended. State prohibitions of assault weapons are associated with a lower likelihood of mass shooting event, lower likelihood of death due to mass shooting event, and lower gun death rates overall. I could pretty much promise you that Chicago has a lot of restrictive guns and they do not have a lower death rate, lower gun death rate overall. So they just kind of throw these things out there. Okay. So then they get into definitions and the definitions are very long. They essentially want to ban all 50 caliber rifles and they want to get away, you know, clearly with anything that, that, would be considered a machine gun, (laughs) a rifle capable of firing a center fire cartridge in 50 caliber Browning machine gun caliber. All right. Can someone call in and tell me what this means? Can I'm, I'm, these are very specific. Give me a call. I could use your help. 303-696-1971-303-696-1971. Let me know what this means. Okay, a muzzle energy of 12,000 foot-pounds or greater in any combination of bullet. Okay, again, I don't really know what all this covers, but I will tell you this. Page six, they they put in, uh, they let you know which gun you can have. So any muzzle loader that uses black powder for hunting or historic reenactments. So you can keep your old guns. But the government, no, 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 no. The government gets to keep their guns. And I'm going to explain to you all the different government agencies that allow to keep your guns. But hey, hold on. You can have your muzzle loader that uses black powder. Thank you, legislator of Colorado, for allowing us to maintain that. Friends, you're listening to Jeff Hunt on Backbone Radio. We're going to continue to cover this bill. we got a lot more to get into. Stick around. We'll be right back. Man, that is some good Chris Stapleton. Blake throwing it up there. Thank you, brother. Chris Stapleton did the uh, national anthem at the Super Bowl. Did a fantastic job. All right, we're talking about this assault weapons ban. Colorado Public Radio covered it because it came out late Friday night. It's, uh, It's a big problem. And it will likely pass even if they have 13 Democrats against it. And you do get some of these rural Democrats that don't support it. And they can they can still make it pass out of the House, at least, by losing as many as 13 votes. The ban was introduced on the same day that at least 1,000 Denver high school students walked out of class in response to the death of a 16-year-old classmate from East High who was shot near campus this last month. I don't know if you saw those videos. whole lot of students down at the state capitol calling for gun restrictions. And you can you could see the kind of energy and the excitement that the Democrats had down there because this is what they want. They want this these types of restrictions to pass. Democrats are saying that the young people want us to act as adults. Leslie Harrod said she represents the district where this young man fortunately lost his life and said she would be voting for the assault weapons ban. So what does it do? Well, it bans a whole lot of things. Uh, It's got basically five pages of descriptions on this. Um, Basically, anything that's a fifty caliber rifle, anything that's a semi-automatic rifle with a detachable magazine, page six there, line 
8 and 9, a semi-automatic rifle that has the capacity to accept a detachable magazine or, okay, so it's important that you understand that word or because it's not and, right? It's or. So if you have an AR-15 with a detachable magazine, so a semi-automatic rifle that has the capacity to accept a detachable magazine, most guns have detachable detachable magazines unless it's like a six shooter it has a detachable magazine or that may be readily modified to accept a detachable magazine and has one or more of the following characteristics if your rifle has a pistol grip no more sorry semi-automatic rifle with a pistol grip it's done any capable any feature capable of functioning as a protruding grip that can be held by the non-trigger hand a folding telescoping thumb hole or detachable stock that is otherwise foldable or adjustable in a manner that operates to reduce the length, size, or any other dimensions or otherwise enhances the ability to conceal the weapon, a flash suppressor, a functional grade grenade launcher. Sorry, a functional grenade launcher. You're allowed to put those on guns? That's interesting. Or a shroud attached to the barrel or that partially or completely encircles the barrel, allowing the bearer to hold the firearm with the non-trigger hand without being burned, but excludes but excluding a slide that encloses the barrel. A threaded barrel, I don't know why that makes your gun worse, and a semi-automatic rifle that has fixed large-capacity magazines. I thought the Democrats already banned those. My goodness. So here's where it gets really scary for me because you need to get an AR-15. If this passes, you better get your AR-15 by like July 1st, I think is the date. You better get it because they're all going to be grandfathered in with the exception of the fact that you cannot transfer that onto your children. So I don't know what happens when you pass away. But here's where it gets really scary. A semi-automatic pistol, which is like my Glock, that has the capacity to accept a detachable magazine. My clock has a detachable magazine. Am I wrong in this? If I'm wrong, text me or call me, 303-696-1971. I'm pretty sure your Glock, which is just a very common concealed carry weapon, is outlawed by this. So you're going to have – you're going to require women to carry like Saturday night specials, giant like six-bullet shooting revolvers – around with them because most small concealed carries are semi-automatic pistols with detachable magazines i think if i have this wrong please tell me and then they go through the same thing if it has a threaded barrel if it has a pistol grip if you have something that prevents you from getting burned by using it which is bizarre flash suppressors and they also list here that you know you can't have a shotgun with revolving cylinders. There's stuff on here I didn't know that existed, but it sounds kind of cool. A shotgun with a revolving cylinder. A semi-automatic shotgun that has one or more of the following features. A pistol grip or a functional grenade launcher. All right, so I guess we're banning those. So here's what they define. Bottom of page 8 is a detachable magazine. Detachable magazine means an ammunition feeding device that may be removed from a firearm without disassembly of the firearm action. I think that's just like most little magazines or clips that you put into a semi-automatic pistol. My goodness. 
It is a crime to pass these on to your family. Page 10. Unlawful manufacture, import, purchase, sale, and transfer of ownership of assault weapons prohibited. Unlawful possession of rapid-fire trigger activators. Exemption. You cannot, line 17, engage in transferring ownership of an assault weapon. I don't... I don't know what they and they never get into what you're supposed to do with the gun or what your family's supposed to do once you pass away with it. And are sheriffs really going to be sending people to go check on these to see if you had purchased your gun prior to this July 1st, 2023 date? I mean, that's the date that it's going to happen. Do you think especially rural sheriff agents? I've talked to rural sheriff leaders that aren't willing to send them into pot operations because they're so understaffed and you're going to go after law abiding. This is what, this is what absolutely drives me nuts. And this is what is absolutely the problem all the time with Democrats is they, they get human nature wrong. So they come up with this big 13 page bill on how we're going to, Go after law-abiding citizens who are actually ones that are going to read this? Really, do you think that the cartels are reading line by line through a 13-page assault weapons ban? Do you think they really care? First of all, the sheriffs aren't going to go after them anyways. For their drugs, you think they're going to send them in there to get guns? Jim, what do you think about this? I think the whole thing's ridiculous. I mean, this is just totally... Uh, it's unconstitutional, number one. Um, I'm a career law enforcement officer here in the state of Colorado. I'm retired. Thank you for your service. And, uh, oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. Believe me. Uh, bottom line is this legislation, I I can't believe, excuse me, but whatever moron or morons <laughs> were that designed this legislation uh, have no business in the field of legal matters to begin with. Jim, I mean, it, it, just, in, all the, in all the issues that you have to deal with, crime, uh, violence, right, oh, car theft, bankrupt, all the stuff that Colorado's dealing with, do you think it's wise in your perspective to be sending people out to go look for people in violation of this statute? Absolutely not. It's a waste of manpower. We have too many other crimes to worry about. I mean, I own weapons of my own. I'm retired. I do. I, I have it for personal defense. I'm proficient with all my weapons. I have it for my family. And bottom line is, I believe in our, our you know, Second Amendment rights. Right. And I always have. And, you know, I started in 1980 in law enforcement and spent 32 years. And this is the most ridiculous thing. Jim, I appreciate the call. We're up against a hard break. Friends, you're listening to Backbone Radio. Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn. We'll be right back after these messages. The assault weapons ban is on the horizon, friends. Introduced Friday at the state legislature. We've been reading through it here. It's 13 pages long of unconstitutional baloney. You violate this. It's a class two misdemeanor, $1,000 fine for the first two years. After that, $5,000 fine if you are a licensed gun dealer and violate this assault weapons ban, which means 
that if you sell any of these weapons that they list here and then or or even pass them off to somebody right like you pass them off within your family to your children or grandchildren if you're a gun dealer it's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine five hundred thousand dollars after that pretty much what you're allowed to own is a um, revolver and a musket and all the people that are allowed to have guns are especially the big scary guns that do a lot of damage a member of the United States Armed Forces, a peace officer, a government officer or agent. Didn't we just realize that or hear that the IRS has a whole, was stockpiling a whole bunch of weapons? So the government gets all the guns and you get to have a muzzle loader. All right. So I, uh, I asked Blake here. He says he's got a great contact that can help us read through this. Alan, I'm hoping that you can help us make sense. Is this bill as bad as I just described it? I mean, I, I think you're right on the money, unfortunately. I mean, that's, uh, it's it's pretty darn scary because it's, it's worse than I've seen past in other states, you know. What, and, Alan, what's your background? Uh, help me uh, understand your yeah. expertise in this. Sure. I, I, I own a, a retail gun store here in the Denver metro area in Lakewood called Machine Gun Tours. Woo, that or, sounds uh, fun. Yeah, we're a full-service gun store, you know, with, you know, between 900 and 1,000 guns on a daily basis available for sale. And we also take people out on machine gun adventure tours, gunsmithing. And so uh, it's pretty much what I uh, live and breathe most days. Is your entire business going to be destroyed by this? Uh, pretty much so. Jeez, man. That's just remarkable. Wow. Wow. And I mean, you you just get the sense when you're talking to Democrats about this that they really have no experience with weapons, right? They're just so scared of them. They have no sense of the great history and tradition of being a well-armed citizenry, right? So they like, get really scared about the idea of ghost guns. Someone may have ghost guns. What? Yeah, every gun in the Revolutionary War was a ghost gun. So they just seem to be totally disconnected from the actual history and the traditions of this country, right? I mean, I, I think so. I just don't think a lot of these people that are the politicians are educated. I mean, exactly what you're saying, but they don't understand the weapon systems. They don't, they don't understand. I mean, even when they talk about them, they get the, the facts and figures wrong and say things that any, you know, normal law-abiding gun, uh, you know, owner is going to see through and go, these guys don't even know what they're talking about so i mean you're right you're hitting the the nail right on the head so alan is a semi-automatic pistol that has the capacity to accept a detachable magazine is that like most glocks or is that something different did i get that wrong no you're absolutely correct it's basically that is any semi-automatic handgun that i have in my store anywhere in inventory that is the definition of that firearm so, uh, you know, I mean, just let's we'll use your example, a Glock 17, a Glock 19, any of the Glock products that they make. If we go to Beretta, we go to SIG, we go to Springfield Armory, any of the major uh, handgun manufacturers that are retailed here in the United States, that's all of the above. You can just check everything. Wow. Wow. So I was in uh, uh, Helena, Montana just two weeks ago. And I noticed, here's something that's fascinating. I, there's no metal detectors at their state capitol. And uh, I walked right in. 
And I was talking to a lawmaker up there, and I said, you know, in Colorado, it's basically like airport security to go into the state capitol. He goes, oh, yeah, we have better security here. <laughs> he, he, he had be- they go, we have better security. We don't need gun detectors. We have better security. That's because every lawmaker up there is armed. So you, you right. do something stupid, and uh, you're done. Uh, so, well, I, I mean, Alan, what, what are your thoughts? How do we fight back against this? What would be your encouragement to our listeners? What do we need to do to try to fight back against this attack on our Second Amendment? I mean, basically, you need to contact those that are, represent, you know, your jurisdiction and let them know that you won't stand for this. I mean, it's from what I've read, again, and I'm, I'm not a lawyer and I'm just a, you know, a gun store owner, but as I dive in, it pretty much will end almost all of your retail firearms establishment. I mean, the minimal set of firearms you'd be able to sell under this would be so ridiculously low. I don't know what kind of business model you could wrap around it. That's right. It would be profitable. It would be, you know, buy the only gun that you could get. But, yeah, we, we basically got to, you know, contact the people that represent you and let them know you won't stand for this. I mean, I, I just I can't believe it's, you know, that, we're trying that in the great state of Colorado. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad to me, you know, as a longtime resident, uh, you know, and, all, you know, to give you my backstory, I escaped California. That was where mm. my previous employment was, and I couldn't take it anymore because I couldn't live under the thumb that, uh, that I had there. And I thought, you know, at the time, 20-plus years ago, that Colorado was the state for me to move to, and, as a matter of fact, I'm right now on my way driving to go snowboarding because I love some of the things the state has to offer. But with more and more of the politicians that are, you know, in, in charge these days, I don't, I don't think they're adequately representing the people they're supposed to represent. That's right. And, and we just started dealing with the, the bad people that were out there, and you know, if, if we just dealt with the people that are breaking the law, I mean, I, I could even, I'll just give you a quick aside. My store has been burglarized multiple times, okay? Mm. It's a, you know, a licensed federal, uh, you know, establishment, right? We've basically got to have a federal firearms license. I don't believe on any instance any of the people that were caught executing those uh, burglaries at my location did more than like a hundred and something days in my wow. uh, you know. I mean, it's like you don't even punish the people that break into gun stores. I mean, that's just, you know, it's, it's not exactly what you were talking about, but that just, that's a frustration level that you can see that I have being in this industry. We're talking with Alan of Machine Gun Tours. All right, so here's what we got to do, guys. If they're going to run this, we got to make these local gun shop owners as rich as we possibly can because they're going to hit, uh, they're going to hit it hard. Um, and these are some of the best people out there, salt of the earth, quality Americans. Uh, MachineGunTours.com. Is that the right website? That is us. All right. They got a store there, too. Uh, you can go out on tours. Let's, uh, let's make these guys as wealthy as we possibly can uh, before. And, I, and my hope is that Jared Polis... Wanting to be the president of the United States is not going to do something for this. He, I mean, Reason Magazine says he's the most libertarian governor in America. So, you know, my hope is uh, that that libertarian streak will kick in. Alan, thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate it, brother. Hey, thank you very much for having me on, and I really appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. MachineGunTours.com. You better take advantage of this because this may all kick in July 1st. Let's see. We've got just a quick minute. Ed from Sterling. What are your thoughts on this? 
uh, oh shoot, you caught me half asleep. Like the state of Colorado, like Denver, like Denver and Boulder did. You know, this is Denver and Boulder. It's yeah. not the state of Colorado. No. And what we need to do is just ignore them. Like a little child <laughs> whining and crying because it didn't get what it wanted. Well, and, and Ed, I we don't... need to ignore them. I, I don't think they that... They can't not control us. Come on. Who's they trying to fool? Ed, you know, they tried to do this back in 2013. Thanks so much for the call. I think it was 2013 they tried to do this, and it just blew up in their face, and there are these big recalls. That's where that libertarian streak in Colorado, I think, can really benefit us, because uh, as a social conservative, I may lose just about everything out in this state. But the one thing you don't mess with when it comes to Coloradans is their Second Amendment rights. And my goodness, the phones have blown up and the text messages have blown up. Friends, we only got one more segment. So if you want to be heard, I need you to call in. We've got a few open lines, 303-696-1971, or text me on the 710KNUS app. But this is coming for you. This is coming for your wives, for your daughters, for your children, for your ability to protect yourself, for us to be a free state. Just just compare. Just compare Colorado versus Florida. They brag about being the free state of Florida. They love it. And here in Colorado, they're dropping these bills, and they have the supermajorities down there. That's why I think— The really only strategy that we have to be able to combat against this is going to be legal. That's why Rocky Mountain gun owners are putting together a legal team right now, RMGO, Rocky Mountain gun owners. They're going to be putting together the legal team to try to fight this. But it's not going to matter to the Democrats. They'll pass this. They'll get 10 years out of this before the Supreme Court knocks it down. And that's the reality that we live in. So we've got to have our voices heard. You need to have a backbone. To fight in the state, Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn. You're listening to Backbone Radio. Only one segment left. We'll be back after these messages. Could you imagine Johnny Cash leading worship at your church? That would be so cool. That would be so cool. Friends, Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn. He's doing just fine, just taking a little break away. If you want to connect with me, and I know I cannot live up to Matt Dunn and Man, the text messages, you guys are so kind and supportive, but I know you love Dr. Dunn. If you want to follow me, twitter.com backslash Jeff Hunt, website jeffhunt.com. Right after this, in fact, right at 7 o'clock, I've done this now for seven years, I lead a little prayer conference call where we pray for the salvation of our leaders. We ask God to forgive us for the sins of our nation, and we ask that he would turn the hearts of all the people towards him. Here's the phone number if you want to join me right after this in 10 minutes, 351-999-4562, 351-999-4562. We only take 15 minutes to pray, and I'll, I'll lead the prayer. You just pray along with me, 351-999-4562. It's up there on my Twitter account if you want to, uh, if you miss that. So we've been talking guns. Phone lines have blown up. And my assessment of this bill is right. It was introduced late Friday afternoon. The only gun that you're pretty much going to allow to have is a little twenty two, a little muzzle loader, and a six-shooter. We're going to walk around looking like cowboys, Blake. We're going to have our six-shooters on our sides. and <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not too bad, but no, this bill is really, really bad. 
for the protection of freedom and liberty in this state, and the left is going after it. All right, Artis, Aurora, line two, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't own a gun. I have nothing against them in the right hands. However, it makes absolutely not one bit of sense to me to take away guns from legal owners, and yet we have criminals that are still carrying them. That seems a little dangerous to me. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a gun owner. Um, You know, I moved here from Ohio in 77. I love it here. I feel like we start at 5,000 feet and go up. We're closer to heaven. (laughs) I have a wonderful big church that I have been a member of for over 40 years now. That's wonderful. And I'm just not moving. So they're going to have to figure it out. But leaving guns in the hands of criminals and taking them away from good citizens just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Uh, Artis, thank you so much for that. (laughs) I I hope I got your name right. Did I pronounce it right? Well, it's it's A-R-D-I-S. A R R D S. Okay, great. Artists, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate. Uh, well, I appreciate your call, and, <laughs> and you're exactly right. So, this goes back to even the founding of Backbone Radio. So, if, if John Andrews still going strong, doing wonderful work, but if you go to his website, which is uh, let me just pull it up here real quick, so I get the exact URL. It is BackboneAmerica.net. So he, he founded this program, and Matt was able to take it over. But he, he wrote books about the importance of personal responsibility. That's one of the great things that we've lost in, in this state, right? So it's always somebody else's problem. It's always somebody else that, that is causing us to, to have a, the problems that we're facing. And so... You know, we'll allow criminals out there because the reason that they're committing crimes is because, well, somebody else caused them to be in this situation. It's not their fault. There's no personal responsibility there. But then if you're a conservative and you're a law-abiding American, then you, you know, we've got to look at your guns and you're the problem out there. There's no sense of personal responsibility. Uh, let's go to Willie, line one there, Blake, and, and see what his thoughts are on this. Go ahead, Willie. Did we lose Willie? Sterling, Colorado? We might have. All right. Going once, going twice, Willie. All right. We lost him. But uh, you get that sense even from people that are not gun owners, right? Not everybody wants to own a gun. I understand that. Not everybody wants to own a gun. But I think you do need to be thinking about what they're trying to do. And we have a great text message here. You're exactly right. Uh, this is from 0688, that the real goal here is about disarming the population so they can implement full-blown communism in America. I think there are some out there that uh, – some Democrats, they look at the, the shootings in our state and go, we need to solve that problem. And they want to race in there to that problem and try to deal with it. And so they think this is the right way to do. But I absolutely believe that there are forces out there that look at the fact that we have a well-armed citizenry and they go, that is a problem. And that is in our globalist government vision, we cannot have that. Have you ever been to the U.N. where they kind of like tie the gun? They have a statue there where they tie the gun up into, into you know, kind of a, 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 a plow um, and I know that kind of harks to Scripture and the idea that when Christ returns, we're, we're going to beat our swords and stuff into plowshares. That's when Christ returns. Until then, uh, we are smart enough to recognize that 
man is sinful, and when man gets power and is sinful, you have tyranny, and so you must keep government limited and restricted. Were we able to get Willie back, Blake, or did that just uh, fall through? I don't know. He's back on line one. Maybe we can try him again. All right, Willie, are you here? I'm here. All right, Willie, what are your thoughts? I don't know what happened. No, we got you loud and clear, brother. I don't know what... uh... I don't know what Governor Schultz is doing, but uh, we got to remember the Chinese during the Obama administration, they sent somebody to China so they could borrow more money. And they told this individual from Obama's administration that they had to take away our guns before they would loan us money. Hmm. Wow, that, that that sounds like China. I don't remember that, but it sounds. I mean, when you think about yes, it, true. when it's you think fact. about it, Willie, look at. I mean, yeah. So the left says, "Oh, these countries they don't have gun violence." Yeah, China does not have probably the maybe the challenges that we do with gun violence, but they're living in China. The reason I don't is want to live in that they st- cannot, country. They cannot take over the United States, right? If every person 100%. has a gun. 100%. Willie, thanks for the call. So here's what you need to do. We're up against the end of the hour. And friends, it's been so great to be with you. If this passes, you have till July 1st, 2023 to get the guns that you want. That's it. They'll be grandfathered in. Eventually, this will lose at the U.S. Supreme Court. It will. But it's going to maybe be 10 years. And there's some other court cases that are coming up through Illinois and others that will probably have an effect on this. But think about it. Think about the state that we're in. And I don't mean to end on this low note, but we're like four heartbeats at the U.S. Supreme Court that allow us to have the freedoms that we live in. Four. I think about this all the time on religious freedom things. Friends, you have to have a backbone. I'm going to go back to my opening monologue right now. The reason this is called Backbone Radio, the reason John Andrews and Matt Dunn ran this radio station and this program is because we need to... We need, our children need, this state needs conservatives with backbones to stand for what we know is right, for what is tried and true, the founding principles of this country that made us the greatest country in the history of this world. And you know, Trump talked about this too at CPAC last night, you know that the left wants to destroy this country. They are. They're actively destroying it. We see it in Colorado. And so you must have a backbone. You must stand strong. Get the gun that you need and want before July 1st, if this passes. Prior to that, go down there, speak out against these bills when they're heard. Support organizations like Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. They're going to be filing lawsuits against this so that we can stand for our constitutional rights. We do not want a violent society. This isn't about maintaining the status quo. We think the left is getting this wrong. They get human nature wrong. And therefore, all their attempts to solve these problems fail. They can't do this. I, I went one time. We're going to run out of time here. But I, I went one time with Lauren Boebert up to her, her restaurant. We were talking. I shot a whole little documentary with Lauren Boebert up there. It's on the Centennial Institute YouTube page if you want to go watch it there. But I pointed this out. Where am I safer? Am I safer in Shooter's Grill where everybody has a gun? Or am I safer in downtown Chicago? I was safer in Shooter's Grill. 
They can't solve the problems, and they come after our constitutional rights. Friends, it's been great to be with you. Thanks for tuning in to Backbone Radio. My name's Jeff Hunt, jeffhunt.com. We'd love to connect with you there. Hope to be able to chat with you in the future. God bless Matt Dunn and John Andrews. We'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.